This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, you may have seen uh, a headline regarding uh, the City Council of St. Louis Park and the Pledge of Allegiance. We've got a couple thoughts about how this all played out. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. So I saw this story and I've been thinking about it this week, and then I saw another headline about the story, and I thought, you know, well, let's talk about it because I bet like me you had a gut reaction when you heard the story that St. Louis uh or the St. Louis Park City or City Council uh was going to be dropping the pledges, you said from their city council meetings. My gut reaction was, that's dumb. Why would you do that? Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, this must have something to do with, you know, being overly sensitive to something or whatever. And I don't even want to debate that. I just found this to be completely fascinating because I had a reaction like that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure, like I said, I I bet a lot of people did. Um, How this story then played out and sort of... What this says about how we react to things like this, I thought was more fascinating than the story itself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how has it played out? So originally, um, in this particular case, the St. Louis Park City Council said that um, they they were going to stop uh, doing the Pledge of Allegiance um, out of a level of sensitivity because there are some people that come before the council um, that maybe don't ascribe the same citizenship or, you know, values. Have the same connection with the Pledge of Allegiance, Ex- et cetera. Exactly. Really quickly, I just want to clarify for those who might just be joining the conversation, and this is new information. This is specifically in reference to the fact that they would open the city council meeting by saying the Pledge of oh, Allegiance. Oh, sorry. Yes. So they were starting their, uh, thank you, their uh, city council meetings with the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm-hmm. Then they said, out of out of respect to like the new members and a diverse uh, group uh, of citizens, that they were going to drop that. Again, my first reaction was like, "That's dumb. Why do you?" Ca-? I mean, it's just a thing. Yeah, what's the, the big thing? deal? It's government. If you, you don't want to say thing. it, don't say it's it. The whatever. Pledge of Allegiance. I mean, I grew up, and we'll get into this because I think this is where this is fascinating. I grew up saying the Pledge of Allegiance every day of my life in school. Every single once a week. Day. In fact, we'd have a whole like. Um, Patriotic ceremony. Yeah, we didn't call it a ceremony. Uh, what's the word? Anyway, it doesn't hoot-nanny? matter. Hoot nanny. We had a hoot nanny. No, <laughs> we had a um, assembly. Yeah. every week where we would not only do the pledge of allegiance, but we would also sing patriotic songs. So then, fast forward to today, when they decided that they are going to now um, 
revisit or reconsider their decision to drop the recital of the Pledge of Allegiance. And basically, that boils down to people were like, we heard a lot from you people. People had some very strong feelings. We're going to revisit this. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to get a chance to speak on the issue. So then I started to read, well, what's really going on here? Right. Right. Because when you hear it again, I think you have a reaction. Right. Wherever you, whatever it hits you. I don't care. And if I'm going to be perfectly honest, I don't think like so many things these days, uh, things hit people and they immediately ascribe some sort of political affiliation to Mm -hmm. it. I don't actually think that whatever your reaction was mm-hmm. says. No, because I had a reaction that you might think somebody else would have. Right. But you I, wouldn't yeah, think so all I'm have. saying is whatever your reaction is, that's your reaction. And it probably doesn't have anything to do with your political ideation, etc. So I decided to read about it. And yeah. I think this is where the things are uh, that this is why stories like these are so important to talk about and pay attention to, because it seems like an offhanded thing. But then I was reading that they didn't start doing the pledge of allegiance before city council meetings or at the beginning of them in St. Louis Park until 1980. And it was in response to the Iran hostage crisis. Mm-hmm. And presumably that's because there was some great feeling of patriotism that we're having at the moment because we felt like we were under attack or Mm -hmm. we were um, trying to stand up for values we thought were, you know, were attacked via the the hostage crisis. So that so then I go, oh, okay. so it's not like because my first reaction is like, why would you stop doing the Pledge of Allegiance, the Pledge of Allegiance for crying outside? But it hasn't been like we were doing it since nine, uh, since the 1700s. Right. There was a very specific reason why they started doing it. Also, St. Louis Park is not the only city who does this as a means exactly. of opening their city council meetings. And so, they're not the only city that does or that. that uh, th- and there are some cities that don't do correct. it. Correct. Yeah. So it's not as if all cities do this. St. Louis Park is trying to be, you know, totally different than anybody else. Or they are standing against a huge tide of some kind. Like, once you start to dig in, you realize, like, oh, okay, they were just thinking, look, and in fact, this is also another sign of our times, um, one of the motivations was that things have become so political right? that they didn't want to have to sidetrack or distract from the business of their council meetings with the distraction of this overly political thing where people have, you know, just gut reactions based on their politics that... prevents them from getting business done right so like oh okay well that kind of makes sense i mean maybe it was a they acted a little mm, too quickly right or a little too expeditiously Mm -hmm. but that's a plausible reason i mean that makes perfect sense they were out of abundance of a caution or out of an abundance of caution just trying to be fair-minded and Try to get things more done more efficiently. Uh, you know, it's interesting because it did get me thinking just generally about the Pledge of Allegiance itself. And the first thought I had after rem- remembering, Bradley, that like you, I grew up saying it every single day in my classroom. Yeah. In elementary school, I thought to myself, when was the last time as a grown adult, I with other people actually said the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, you I didn't. truly can't remember. The last time you did something patriotic was probably at a sports game, and For that sure. is to sing the national anthem, or at least to stand and listen to it. Absolutely, right? But we don't say the Pledge of Allegiance there, and it made me kind of like think a little bit more about what the purpose of that is. And then it occurred to me: I wonder if my kids even know it, because I've never heard them say it at home. 
Something tells me they're not doing what we did, which is to start every school day with the pledge and on one day a week actually sing patriotic songs to the flag. So I texted my son, uh, my 12-year-old, and I said, hey, real quick question, and don't think anything of it, but do, do you know the Pledge of Allegiance? I'm just curious. I'm sure he was like, is this a trick question? Yeah, like, yeah. why is she Am texting I in trouble? He goes, yes, we did it every day in elementary school. So mm-hmm. he's in middle school now. Um, and it sounds like they don't do that anymore. And, but yes, they do. Which means the same is also true for his two younger siblings, who yeah. are just three years younger than he is, um, that they also did it every morning. I, that surprised me. I just, I, I don't know why I thought that things had changed and people didn't say the Pledge of Allegiance anymore. So to me... I realized in considering this, this is why I thought it would be interesting for us to talk about it, because I think people, other people might feel the same way. I think the reason that I got so that I had that gut reaction about it was because that's just what I grew up doing. And it seemed like they were trying to take that. Well, not take it away is maybe over a little stretch, but they were at least, you know, like, like, why would you not do it? Is there something wrong with it? I mean, I did it, you know, so like. I think the way we react to those things is probably just a function of, you know, what we're familiar with. And then I asked myself, well, why were we saying right. the Pledge of Allegiance? And I thought this, you know, the fact that they started this in St. Louis Park in particular as a response to the Iran-Contra, or not Iran-Contra, the Iran hostage. hostage crisis. Like, oh, I wonder if that's why we were doing it in the early 1980s. Or if it was, you know, something born out of the patriotism of the 1950s. Long story short, these things are so much more complicated and people today just want to have something very easy and black and white. And you want to read the headline, read the first paragraph, make your opinion, get outraged and move on. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. I don't know, but I don't know that we solved anything, but it is true that they are reconsidering it given the public outcry. Yeah, so at the end of the day, the city council has decided they are going to reconsider their decision to drop the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag at their meetings, uh, their city council meetings. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's Friday, which means you guys were like the luckiest people in the building right now. Lori just came in and was jealous. Um, because... You know that's a big deal, because normally Lori's like, I don't want any of that. We're about to eat something really good on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. And it's Friday, which means uh, we're going to get naughty. It's a cheat day. Well, a great big thank you to a place called Baking Betty's from the Mall of America, or at the Mall of America, I should say. Yeah. Because they dropped off a uh, special package of cookies. Oh my gosh, this is... Our friend Brett knows uh, Betty, presumably, and um, they dropped off this wonderful cookie care package. Um, Colleen, do you want to describe what this cookie care package looks like? All I can tell you is these are gourmet cookies made by baking betty's and we have two boxes full of just about any kind of cookie you can imagine i just want to run down really quick some of the things on the menu just for funsies they have like a s'more stuffed cookie they have a nutella stuffed with sea salt cookie omg they have uh circus animal cookies 
meaning there's a circus animal on top of the cookie. Um, and the one that I'm most excited about is this pug chow cookie, which is a peanut butter cookie dipped in chocolate and then peanut butter and then rolled in Chex Mix and powdered sugar. So it looks what? kind of like, you know, puppy chow, but delightfully they call it pug chow. Um, while you're tasting, okay. I'll just tell people um, um, uh, ba- baking Betty's is actually the brainchild of one Emily Osterberg. And she's got a really fascinating story. You can go onto the website, bakingbetties.com, and read all about it. But she's also, of course, at the mall. Colleen has a mouthful of cookies. I can't even. (laughs) Which one did you eat? The pug chow. Is it amazing? You have no idea. Okay. Can I I get an idea? Yes. No, do it right now. So the thing about, like... Puppy Holy chow, crap. right? Which is that thing that you eat? Oh my god! Like on the holidays, right? Or at least we do. Th- that is like one of my favorite types of treats. This is like oh my god. T- next level puppy chow, right? Is it the peanut butter in the middle is p- legit peanut butter? It's so good. Yeah, this is really good. Yeah, okay, you so try something else. Okay, I don't. I'm not quite sure what else I have in front of me. I'm gonna make a guess though. Show me, show me I out. tried the creme brulee cookie. Oh, okay, and which wanna, is creme brulee on top of a cookie. I want to eat a bite of whatever you have in your hand because it looks like peanut butter. I want you to eat a bite of whatever I have in my hand. It looks like peanut butter and chocolate. Oh, you know what it looks like is kind of like a Reese's on top of a chocolate sort of. cookie. Okay. So, oh, this is the Buckeye. It's a mm. chocolate cookie. Oh, yeah. With creamy peanut butter topped with Holy. chocolate. You guys. You know what I love about these? This is how cookies are meant to be. Oh, my God. Cookies are life. I have just decided. I'm going to make a bold statement. Are you, you here? like cookies better than pie? How did you know? Because I was going to almost say that I think I like cookies better than cake. I really, cookies are the greatest thing in the world. Well, you know what I love about them is because you can have so many. Exactly. Or you think you can. <laughs> they have s'mores ones. Mm. Sugar Holly, ones. did you try a s'mores one? I did not. Okay. What was the creme brulee one like? It was creme brulee on top of a cookie. Was it really so good? Two of the, those good things combined onto one mouth bite. A confection, if you will. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, I thank you, Betty, for Emily. You. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Baking Betty's. Baking Betty's um, at the Mall of America. Baking Betty's Cam. I just yes. Oh, we got to rate them though, because yeah. here's the thing. I want you to understand something. If these cookies were crap, we would tell you. Yeah. And I would feel bad. Yeah. But we would, or at least we wouldn't have said they were crap. We would have done this. Uh huh. Oh. Oh, that's good. That's interesting. That's, that's yeah. A flavor. Hmm. That is These a nice mouthfeel. They're real good. They're actually legit good. So let's go around the room and rate them. Now we rate on a on a cobra scale. Yep. One to five cobras. Mm-hmm. <sighs> let's start with Holly. Baking Betty's. How many cobras? I'm giving the cookie itself a four out of five. Uh-huh. I'm giving the creme brulee a three out of five, only because it was a little soggy and weird to like actually put into the mouth. Okay. So functionally, it's a three point five. Okay. Yeah, but right. taste-wise, it's a four. Okay, Bradley Trainer. This is, I'm sorry, this is a five experience happening in my mouth. I haven't. I tend to agree with you. Um, I also want to give like a five on variety because, yeah, like, I'm looking. I thought I'm we were gonna get like a couple box. cookies. I know. I'm picking through the box. Like, I need this one and I need this one, but I I'm not working out today. This is not good. But how many times do you? Yeah, 
how many how often is it that you go to a bakery or something and you're like i just want a cookie and they have your standards right they've got like the chocolate chip they've got so many flavors yeah there's all kinds of fun stuff there's a little something for everything everybody and by the way i am noticing also that there are some gluten-free offerings as well so for people who might be um gluten intolerant there's options so yay um that's all I can say about that. That pug chow, though? It's so good. It's stupid. That's some kind of weird voodoo. It's, Save a little for me. Yeah, we will. Oh, it's yeah, working yeah. for it. It's working for us. Um, all right. I also wanted to add this uh, piece of information. I forgot to post it um, that I learned the other day. I was thinking <laughs> about... Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just choking on powdered sugar. No big deal. Um, I was thinking about Ikea because it is close to Mall of America. And I was thinking about... This headline I read earlier, which is that the Ikea restaurant is going to start rolling out delivery. Did you hear this? Food delivery? Food delivery. Oh, like the Swedish meatballs? Like their restaurant is one of the most popular restaurants, like in-store restaurants. Yeah. So they're rolling out a food delivery. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, isn't that cool? And I was thinking about that because, I, have you ever eaten there? Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's the best. The, the salmon. Yes. Yeah. So FYI, keep an eye out for that. They've done it in some markets, but they're going to roll it out to more markets. So hopefully we'll get that because that's a great option. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags after this. Cookie coma. On My Talk 1071. It's hard to do a show when all you want to do is eat cookies, but... Alas. I guess if we have to. Here we are on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Have you had a good cookie recently? I just did. I know, but before that, I just feel like I haven't had a really good cookie. It's like this is the first cookie. They're like homemade cookies. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like they just taste like your mom made them. We're still talking about the cookies, but cookies. we need to cookies. talk about Ooh-doo. we need to talk about the D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Kim, Kim and her kimono. Remember the other day, well first, you introduced us to her new shapewear. Sorry, nay, solution Solution wear. wear. Uh, You told us all about it, right? And uh, then the next day we learned that the people of Japan were not taking very kindly yeah, to the kimono. This is her, Kim Kardashian's new shapewear solution wear line that is called kimono. The people of Japan kind of backlashed, and rightly so, because in her uh, filing for trademark and copyright on all kinds of things, she literally said that kimonos can't use the name kimono. So... The people, and that was only part of it. Also, there was mm-hmm. a little cultural appropriation happening with the term kimono, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Well, she has responded. Kim has responded. And she says the following uh, She says to the New York Times that uh, the kimono line is, quote, a nod to the beauty and detail that goes into a kimono. No. Lies. I understand, she said, uh, after asking if she understands the 
implications and why people are a little bit up in arms. She said, I understand and have deep respect for the significance of the kimono in Japanese culture. My solution wear brand is built with inclusivity and diversity at its core. And I'm incredibly proud of what's to come. This is just her being lazy and thinking like, oh, my name's Kim Kimono. Get it? And then people are like, well, okay, yeah, but that's kind of lazy. And here's why it might be a little problematic. So, and then she's like, oh, well, no, I'm like diversity and love all people and kimonos are everything. So here's the thing for me, what she's saying about how, uh, how it's been designed for diversity and inclusivity is she's making reference to the fact that it comes in many shapes from like zero up to, I think, 24 or something like that. And then it comes in variations of nude that go with all different skin tones, right? So that's what she's referring to. Those two things, though, do not answer for (laughs) the use of the word kimono to describe underwear. And if I could just add this, I remember when, do you remember when Fergie, as in Fergie Ferg, as in Black Eyed Peas Fergie, came out with the song London Bridge. And she, in the video, was wearing the British flag on her booty. And I remember at that time thinking, I don't, I'm not particularly comfortable with that. I think that's an interesting thing to be doing. Yeah, you don't want to wipe your but with somebody else's flag. You don't flag. want to put your booty on the flag. Yeah. I just don't think that we do that. We but, used to have respect for things like yeah. that in this country, and we don't anymore, <laughs> and that's my platform. But honestly, I think that this is a little bit of that feeling of like, okay, you're taking like a a traditional piece of a culture's um, dress yep. with a kimono yep. that is meant to show respect, and you've now made that word try to be synonymous with underwear. She's not getting what's actually happening. No, she she doesn't get it. And She's just throwing she gets, words out. This is the thing. This is what I love about. <clears throat> and also, here's what should be sad to you, is that she makes millions of dollars off yeah. of this ignorance. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Welcome to America. <laughs> um, what Bradley, eat a cookie. You'll be fine. I will. Trust me in the break. But um, for right now, just. What this is, is like, again, she didn't think, she didn't think any of this through, which is fine. Like, just don't, just admit that, like, you know what? I was dumb. She's not going to do that because that would affect the business, blah, blah, blah. But in her heart, I I don't feel like she was like, let me make money off of the Japanese people. Right. I think she was dumb and doesn't want to own it. And that's the problem with everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because they don't want to think things all the way through. Or when somebody points out why something might be problematic, they just get defensive about it. Or they do what Kim does, which is to create this like story about why it's diverse and inclusive and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's not the point. The fact that you have 20 shades of skin tone, that's awesome. That has nothing to do with you choosing the name kimono. Right. And if you don't think there's a problem with it, just say, I kind of don't feel like there's a problem with it. My name's Kim. Sorry. Yeah. At least be honest about it. Don't try to do this like word flourish around it to try to make us think that you've, you know, figured it out. Because you just know they were sitting around and that she was like, oh my God, kimono is clothes. You're doing clothes and your name is Kim. Kimono. Oh my God. Like, that's all. No it's more, like no she's less. spraying meadow-scented glade at us and trying to tell us we're in an English meadow. Yeah. We're not. No. 
I see you, Kim. We're yeah. not? No, Holly, I regretfully inform you, we're not. But I do like to spray pine-scented things or light candles that are pine-scented because then I do feel like I'm in a forest. But you're not. Yeah. Who's your D-bag? Oh, is that what we're doing right now? It is. Actually, look at this. My D-bag is Kanye West. Oh, what's he doing? And Holly, I was going to ask you to play this, and then I realized I didn't listen to it, and I don't know if they swear. It's it's Andy Cohen. They probably don't, but... Um, Watch what happens live with Andy Cohen. A couple days ago, he talked to none other than Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. I love Shaka Khan, by the way. How do you not love Shaka Khan? I mean, how do you can't not love something somebody who's named Shaka Khan? And she just looks amazing. Yeah. She is like she is still Shaka Khan. Mm-hmm. Anyway, everybody, Shaka, Shaka Khan. It's all I want to do, really. So. Kanye in 2003 skyrocketed. What? Was he trying to like have a collaboration with her and be Shaka Kanye? Yeah, actually. Are you dead serious? Well, I mean, this has to do with something he sampled of hers. (gasps) Okay, go on. It was Shaka Kanye. Literally, Kanye shocked Shaka Khan. Because in 2003, now I don't know any of this because I don't know nothing about music, mm-hmm. but Kanye skyrocketed to fame, according to People Magazine, due to the release of Through the Wire. Do you know Through the Wire? Through the Wire. The song is the one he recorded with his jaw wired shut following a nearly fatal car accident. And Shaka was talking about this because he was speaking, singing Through the Wire. Uh huh. But she, of course, had her track, 1985's Through, Through the, the Fire. Fire, right? And so she, he called her up and wanted to sample. Can we listen to that, do you think? What? This interview from in, on Andy Cohen. Well, I got to make sure it's clean. Okay. Anyway, I'll just tell you about it. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't do my job. Um, it turns out that the bit he sampled must have been like a sped up part of her singing. Uh-huh. So it... <laughs> I can find the hook for Oh, that yeah, song. if you could find the hook, that at least would give us a little bit to, to listen to. So on Wednesday, um, Andy's like, so how did the conversations go with Kanye when he used Through the Fire for Through the Wire? She responds very differently than the song turned out. Ooh. And he was like, oh, you were not happy with this? And she said, no. He called me when he got out of the hospital. He said, you were so instrumental in my healing process. I had to change the words a little bit to the song, but I had to eat through a wire, you know, and I was wired shut through a straw. It meant so much uh, to me. Or she says it meant so much to her, and it really got to her heart. So she was like, of course you can sample that. But when she heard the song for the first time, she was not amused. And in fact, she said, that's stupid. Uh, and I just love that Shaka Khan was like, I did not like it and it was stupid. And she was not afraid to say it in this day and age when I feel like a lot of musicians would probably keep their thoughts to themselves. Yes. And uh, she has not told him that apparently she was like, I let my crickets do the work for me. Meaning, uh, she didn't say nothing, and that said something, and that was saying something. Mm -hmm. There are too many naughties, potential naughties, Uh but if you remember, if you have been following Kanye West's career at all, this is what he used to do on a lot of his songs. He would speed up the singer on the hook Mm -hmm. so it sounded like they were Alvin and the Chipmunks, and that's what's happening on Through the Wire. Yeah, so anyway, she doesn't like it. I just want to give Shaka Khan a big old. High five. High five, Shaka Khan. That's all I want to do. Shaka Khan.
When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh, I'm excited. From Shaka Khan to Leprechaun. Oh, hey, we're I see do what you did a there. little Leprechaun pirate or Russian. Bradley Trainer has three accents. Oh, God. Uh, that he always falls into. Leprechaun, pirate, or Russian. No matter what accent he's trying to do, turns into a it's Leprechaun, pirate, or Russian. Well, we have a little fun with that after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.